And now, Dan Happel's Connecting the Dots. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Where the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Good morning, Tuesday morning. Welcome to Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. And today, my guest, uh, I've got two guests that will be on with us. Uh, we started out with uh, Dr. Barry Trower, and actually he goes by Barry Trower. Uh, this gentleman is a, uh, a former weapons specialist with the Royal Navy, uh, also worked as uh, as a college professor taught at uh, the university level and he's very very familiar with directed energy weapons and uh dr trower well we'll just call him barry he doesn't like to go by doctor because uh apparently he's had uh, uh some difficulties because of his viewpoints uh with his university uh backers and so uh we'll just refer to him as uh, barry trower but uh barry uh, I'm hoping we can make this work, but welcome to the program and uh, uh, look forward to having your discussion about directed energy weapons and your vast experience with that. And we will be joined by a, a very, very good friend of mine, a young lady who is uh, was formerly with uh, uh, the um, uh, Homeland Security and uh, she is extremely sharp on the issues of high technology, and she's done quite a bit of research in the areas of directed energy weapons, and she's going to be kind of our backup on this in case we can't make this work. Uh, we've, we've, had, uh, we've not tried to do it quite the way that we're doing it today with uh, a, um, a long distance call from the UK uh, off a, 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 a basically a rotary dial phone uh, and uh, talking to uh, someone uh, in uh, that long distance scenario. So uh, uh, Barry, welcome to the program. Can you, uh, can you hear us? And I'm uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, I'm here ready when you are, sir. Okay, uh, and uh, please speak up uh, because we we are doing this with uh, a microphone uh, right next to the phone. So whatever you say, hopefully it'll transmit through. Let's start this conversation with a little bit about your background and why uh, you decided uh, to uh, start speaking out on the issue of uh, directed energy weapons. Uh, 
I'll run you through uh, my CV very quickly. Uh, I started studying microwaves, which all of these use, of course. I started studying microwaves at the age of 14. I joined the Royal Navy, what you would call military school. I went to military school at 15 and carried on my uh, study into microwaves. This was um, 1959, 1960. And microwaves then, apart from radar, they were used as uh, ruby club devices with mines. I, I was also a Royal Navy diver. And like all divers in, in all countries, your job is to take mines off or defuse mines underwater, uh, which microwaves are set as booby traps. Um, when I finished my career in the Royal Navy, because I had top security clearance, I was asked to join uh, an organization set up by, I think, Sir William, uh, Sir William something, um, who started the scheme in 
at the college where I used to lecture, I was um, also banned overnight. So it's illegal for me to refer to myself as any form of assistant professor or anything. Well, um, we, we know that feeling, as a matter of fact, because uh, we've had uh, we've had uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Rechtenwald, who was a professor at NYU, um, is, has been a frequent guest on this program. And he uh, started to question uh, political correctness and free speech zones when he was a professor at NYU. And he was actually uh, admittedly a Marxist at the time. But when he questioned the university, uh, they uh, basically they put him on uh, paid leave and informed him that uh, uh, he was uh, obviously having a mental breakdown, that he would challenge the uh, Marxist rhetoric of uh, uh, political correctness and free speech zones. And uh, in any case, he ended up uh, <clears throat> eventually being forced into an early retirement, but uh, he did get full retirement. And uh, they uh, he, he now is uh, running as the uh, libertarian uh, candidate for uh, president. Uh, he's 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 one of the folks running, uh, and I believe he's running as the Libertarian for president in the presidential election in 2024. So uh, you're you're in good company, uh, Barry. This is uh, a lot of people have been uh, forced out of academia because of their opinions on things, and you certainly are not the only one. No, I, I totally agree with you there. Well, uh, let, let's uh, get started. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about different uh, weapons systems that uh, you're familiar with. Uh, uh, certainly, there's uh, e everything from microwave to uh, scalar weapons to, um, uh, you know, different, uh, different aspects of, um, of uh, electronic warfare. And uh, I'd like you to kind of get into some of the areas that you're familiar with and uh, talk to our viewers and our listeners about the uh, possibility that y they could be used against the civilian population and, in fact, uh, in your opinion, currently is being used against civilian population. Oh, I could take a whole two hours just on that one question. Um, I, I will simplify it, but um, uh, there are as many reasons I'm coming to find. There are as many reasons for deliberately microwaving a person or persons or uh, whole populations, if you like. There are as many reasons as there are people around the world doing it. Um, I handle cases of landlords who they have one of their tenants who is on a fixed rent and legally cannot be put up. And I have landlords microwaving tenants so that they will become sick and die and then they can then move in people that can increase the rent. I have uh, there are people who use it for 
biological warfare that I've been involved in, where you can uh, you can uh, ruin the immune system of trees, animals, plants, the soil, and you can wreck a country's entire economic structure by biological warfare. You can use it against embassies. The Havana syndrome is a, a recent one which has been brought up. Um, we, the, the English government, when I say we, the English government, uh, we use microwave warfare on the Catholics in Northern Ireland, in microwaving a whole street, regardless of who was in there and the, their ages. The Americans in their boat here microwaved the women at Greenham Common who were objecting to nuclear weapons on our soil. Uh, they can be used against Olympic athletes to slow them down and make them lose a gold medal. Uh, whatever, they can even be used um, by uh, a gentleman. I use the gentleman wisely, and it's more in its widest possible term, uh, but uh, Jose, Jose something, uh, York University, um, Jose Delgado, um, he found that with the horses, Jose Delgado, York University, or Yale University, um, he found that he could, as he wrote, he could induce any form of behavior in any person um, and bring on any mood, any person, by just using specific pulse frequencies into their brain and he demonstrated this uh, in Spain in a bullring where he, he stood alone in the bullring. He had a bull charge him and he flicked a little switch and the bull just stopped. And then he switched the, switched the, uh, the, the switch back and the, the bull started charging again. I, I've seen experiments where uh, women can become uh, over-sexed, uh, for the polite word, uh, who will attack men. And of course, it, there is a frequency that will cause um, very aggressive sexual behavior on men, on women. Uh, my knowledge now, when I was debriefing spies in the Cold War, I made a list, which I have published in my PhD. I made a list of around 30 pulse frequencies that could induce around 50 neurological or biological symptoms in the body. Some of them uh, can result in death. And now, there is a paper published uh, a few years ago now, and the pulse frequency now, the pulse frequencies now that I have given whole lectures just on this and the brain. But um, the, the pulse frequencies now 
is 0 to 600, my knowledge, and it isn't where you have 1 or 2 or 3 up to 600. Mathematically, it is 600 factorial, which means you can have number this with number that, with number this, with number that. Um, and you can have any combination. And there is nothing now with, and, and pump frequencies actually do more harm than the microwave wave. Uh, because they interact with the psychological and circadian uh, resonance frequencies within the body. So you have the microwave wave, and you have the pulse frequencies, or modulations as they're called, uh, which are added into the wave, and they can do as much, if not more harm, than the wave. So uh, they have never, ever been safe. Since microwaves came out and were tested in the 30s, uh, it was known then that they could harm uh, any one of the 10,500 biological structures in the human body, that is a, an adult body. Um, and the, it, it was decided way back then, and I have the papers which I put in my PhD, uh, I have the original documents, where the American government, along with the Department of Industrial Electioneers in America and the Secret Services, they paid the World Health Organization uh, to keep this top secret, which is still being kept top secret today, and the 40, 42% of the planet are being bought off by this huge, great consortium uh, for an awful lot of money. And this 42% of the planet are known as the, it's a secret organization known as Five Eyes. It is um, uh, America. Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, they are keeping everything here secret uh, where they know, um, and, and this is published by, I don't know whether you've spoken to him, but you'll be interested in having, having, having him as a guest. He's a, a captain in the microwave warfare in, in Canada. Um, his name is Jerry Flynn, that's Jerry with a J, Jerry Flynn, and whereas I write research papers and put them out, he has put them in what I think is one of the best and most truthful books I've ever seen come across my threshold. Um, he published two books, and they are for non-profit making. The money goes back into charities and helping everybody injured. Um, 
the book, they are called Hidden Danger. And I can tell you now that I do not expect and I do not get anything for mentioning them. And I wouldn't accept it anyway. But um, he's written two books called Hidden Danger. I can give you the details afterwards if you like. <laughs> but um, you can go to his, his Jerry Flynn publishers in Canada. Bowser, the publishers, I think, or, or the place, G-O-W-S-E-R. It's J-E-F Publishing. And if you ring him up or ring one of the big book firms, uh, Amazon, for instance, you'll have it there by next morning. And it, I think it's about $9. Mm. But in his first book, he wrote down all of the people making all of these decisions, when they were made, how they were made, uh, the website where you can get the details if you want to go to court, uh, everything you want to know about the dangers and being kept secret. Um, he has published from all of his secret knowledge as a captain in the microwave warfare department. He kept it all the same as I did. And as I say, he, he's put it in two books, both with the same title. It, it depends on, uh, really, anybody can microwave anybody now for any reason, uh, any harmful reason, um, down to a single person and up to an entire country all in one go. It, 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 uh, it become the... The secret weapon of secret weapons, because virtually undetectable, and you really don't know you're being microwaved um, uh, until you're reaching the uh, dying process. Mm -hmm. And uh, low-level microwave irradiation is actually more harmful than high-level radiation. And... Um, so the, the microwave devices that, that people are building, they tend to be low level because of the, the amount of electricity that you need to run them. But in fact, the, the low level ones will cause more harm, uh, both in biological and physiological warfare. Uh, and there is nothing that cannot be harmed by microwave and simple microwave devices. Hmm. Well, um, Barry, I want to introduce uh, Celeste Salam, and she is a, uh, a friend uh, that lives here in the States, but she was uh, involved with the uh, Department of Homeland Security. She did research, and uh, she started to discover some of the connections between various intelligence agencies and some of the uh, physiological and scientific things that were being brought forward against uh, people around the world. Uh, and uh, she's been involved in this for a long time, but uh, Celeste is on with us as well. And I'd like you to uh, uh, may maybe uh, if Celeste will come on and uh, say a few words to you, I'll hold the microphone next to my phone here so that you can uh, hear a little bit about uh, what Celeste has been working on as well. 
and then that will be two people I'll try to get connected as well. So, uh, so Les, welcome to the program. Thank you again for joining us. It's great to be here, Dan. It's ironic because you're trying to work on a communication, and so I'm doing this series on uh, direct energy weapons. So they are kind of switching from the acoustic direct energy weapons that were used in Havana um, to the um, optical. And so everybody's jumping on the bandwagon for the optical direct energy weapons. And I found it interesting when you said that um, anybody could make these microwaves and people go, well, you know, I can't call up Amazon or type onto Amazon and get a okay, microwave. Barry. So, uh, you know, you can't order microwave technology on Amazon, but you would be surprised that you actually can. And it's a it's something called COTS. It's C-O-T-S. And what that is an acronym for is commercial off the shelf. So if you get a basic um, ultrasound like pest, you know, deterrent, that can actually be tweaked um, to do modulated EMF, as Barry was talking about. It can also be a conduit for microwave or laser technology. And so basically it is like a starter kit. And from there, if you're very creative, you actually can turn that into a commercial off-the-shelf microwave weapon. The first time that I really became concerned is when the United States weathermen, of all people, said they wanted to do this Doppler system. They had experimented with Doppler. This is way back. I'm not sure if it was the 90s or if it was the early 2000s. Time flies when you're having fun. Well, Celeste, if, if I might put in our local weatherman, his dog was named Doppler. Well, <laughs> be beware of that dog. That's all I can say, because what they did not tell us. So the weathermen were selling the public. They said, oh, when we get this new Doppler system, uh, you're going to be able to see the raindrop come from Asia all the way to the West Coast, all across the Midwest and the plains to the East Coast. What they didn't tell people is that all of those Doppler uh, towers were microwave towers. And so they did not tell the people that. And so that's the first time that I really became concerned. Now we've got uh, these agencies like DARPA wants to give us our power from these CubeSats in, in the sky, all using infrared laser um, direct energy weapons. Yes, it would, it can give you power, but you can also fry and die. Uh, they, of course, tout all the good things. You know, you're going to be able to uh, download a movie in under a minute, but the problem is you're going to fry. And I did, in researching this program, I did find that there was a connection. So they've been experimenting with this since about well, it's actually earlier, but in earnest since 2013, bringing it on board uh, incrementally so the you know, frog sl slowly boils. And now I did find evidence. Where were the two biggest fires that just didn't make any sense? Uh, California 
and Maui. And mm -hmm. so in this research, this last week, so you have the, these lasers that are either in CubeSats, they could be in very low orbiting satellites or, or the International Space Station. And then they, they have to have a ground receiver. Um, this, this way they can penetrate clouds and different other atmospheric um, interference that might happen to their wave. Uh, so the two bases are, guess where they're located, Dan? <laughs> uh, California and Hawaii? Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> only two bases. And so what I think is, and so I have this timeline in some of the articles that I'm writing right now that puts the inserts where the different fires were. And there was that big one in Sealy Lake in Montana where they did this huge martial law thing and people actually heard explosions as the fire started. And so nobody knew what it was, but it was the weirdest thing. We had tanks in the street. The military was called up. It was very bizarre. Um, that was in 2017. So that in conjunction with the Paradise fires and then and then the Maui fire, it's really making sense. Plus, when I did my direct energy weapon webinar, um, I discovered I went to a military conference and discovered that they had given the operational go to hit every man, woman and child on planet Earth with direct energy weapons, And, you know, I was laughed at. People thought I was crazy. But as Barry has confirmed, they can mm -hmm. do that. And I think that that was part of the passing of the National Defense Authorization Act, which allowed the president to single out any person or persons and to execute them um, without a trial or anything that that was basically to codify or make legal what they were already doing and already experimenting with at that time. Back to you, Barry. Let me just describe what Celeste was talking about. Um, she was explaining that they've gone to a a new level of uh, direct energy weapons, and they're uh, focusing more on the optical aspects uh, than than on the uh, uh, you know the the uh, I guess I don't know what what what's the right term, Celeste. It's the uh, so they started out with acoustic uh, Havana acoustic. syndrome. Yeah, yeah Havana yeah. was caused by acoustic. It went into their ears. Right, right. Yes. right. It it used to be more the acoustic, and now they're going to the optic because uh, it is easier to penetrate, and the technology is such that they've advanced to that level. And she was talking about how uh, in Maui and in the uh, Paradise fires in California that it was uh, obvious that these direct energy weapons were used in those locations, and uh, coincidentally, that's also the location of two of the major military installations, or let's say government installations, that are working on that directed energy weapon system and microwaves and things like that. 
That was the discussion that we had just a few minutes ago. And Celeste, and I'm going to, uh, Barry, I, 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 you're at an extreme disadvantage not having internet, but uh, Celeste is absolutely brilliant researcher. She worked with the uh, Department of Homeland Security, and she was an actual project manager and did research. And that's when she discovered so many of the uh, connections between some of these strange happenings and different national security programs and some of the uh, things that are happening around the world that are, frankly, anti-humanist. And she's also a very Christian lady and recognizes that uh, so much of what's going on right now uh, literally is a battle between good and evil. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, everything you have, you have said, um, it, it's actually correct. Uh, they, they have gone over to optical, uh, but it, it, the phenomena there is, the phenomena there is not new. Um, it was first published in the, the year 64 BC, where the a, a scientist, um, Ptolemy, spelled with a, a P, mm-hmm. Um, a Greek living in Egypt, he found that if he had a a solid wheel, like a cartwheel, only solid all the way round, and if he drilled holes in this wheel by burning different substances, which would give off different frequencies of light, um, he found that at the party, if, if you held this up, and spun it at different rates, the flashes going into the eye, which of course goes straight into the brain, um, they, you could induce epileptic fits and all sorts of behaviours, but just by changing the colour or changing the rotation. And it was a party game to see who could be given an epileptic fit or what other strange behaviour. Uh, so the phenomena isn't new. It's been known all of the time. And it is being used, um, I can agree uh, as well with everything your lady has said, it is being used, I would say, for an unchristian purpose because um, the captain, Jerry Flynn, uh, he wrote down that the danger that is being caused now and some of it is long-term danger. It's not going to come out uh, like like uh, slow tumours in the brain. Uh, some of them are not going to come out for another 30 years. And none of this is slowing down. There are very few people on the planet now who are not being microwaved one way or another from a drone, satellite, whatever. And um, not everybody is going to be affected, but... He published that the death rate, if we carry on as we are now, the death rate will be around 2 billion people. And to put that into perspective, and I'm a university mathematician, and I I check the figures, and it, it is certainly going to be more than that. But it's the equivalent... Uh, of 28 World War II in terms of death and sovereign, death and 
these governments are doing for really nothing more than money and power. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, um, uh, Barry, uh, let's talk about uh, that book again. It's uh, Jerry Flynn's book is is called Invisible Hidden Dangers. Hidden Dangers, Jerry with a J, Jerry Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N, and it's um, J-G-F, J-G-F Publishing, Canada. Okay, great. All right. Um, well, uh, let let's um, if and and I'm I'm going to just kind of leave this open. I'm going to uh, try to um, I guess translate uh, what uh, what Celeste is saying. But um, I you you would absolutely uh, love meeting this lady because she do, is an incredible researcher, and it sounds like you are as well. And uh, one of the the some of the dots that I try to connect are the dots between people, uh, people who are incredibly uh, tuned in and bright and uh, let them know that they're not the only ones that are involved, that there are very many others who are just as concerned and uh, try to connect those people if I can. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Barry, do you... Uh, you you're familiar with the fires that went on in uh, California and in Maui this recent uh in yes, I can explain that would you like me to yes I, I I would like to hear your comments on that and then I'll uh, get some of Celeste's as well okay um, what um, some people don't appreciate uh, and we're looking at a, a cycle. A cycle of life. Um, what people don't realize is that 70% of fish, like that swim in the coastal waters and everything, 70% of fish is tree, ordinary tree. Now, in the winter, the trees shed their leaves, the leaves get washed down, they break down, bacterial substances break them down. It goes into the streams, into the rivers, into the coastal waters, and there is a, a huge bacterial food web and uh, food chain that involves all of these microscopic creatures as they get bigger and bigger, as, as they reach the ocean. Now, in this huge, great, big food chain, you have a bacteria, and they are called hopolithopores. And hopolithopores, they do whatever hopolithopores do as the water is coming down, and they feed on the microorganisms that they feed on. But in the process, as their waste product, they give off a waste product which is called dimethyl sulfide, which is um, C2H6S for the chemist. And the dimethyl sulfide drifts up out the water and it drifts 
into the atmosphere. And dimethyl sulfide is the only compound, the only chemical on our planet that can be used in the production of water in the atmosphere. All rain comes from dimethyl sulfide from these microorganisms uh, in the oceans, in the, in the streams. Now, once you damage the trees, and we have great swathes of trees and forests now uh, losing their immune systems from microwave radiation. And there are countries now where all mountain range areas where all of the trees are in the process of dying. Now, anyone, any infant child at school would be able to tell you that if the trees are in the process of dying because of the microwaves on their immune system, then you're not going to get the waste products that you need to be washed down and in the streams and in the food chain the cocolithopores are not going to be as many as there were because the leaves are not producing the food from the bacteria that they want. They will not produce the dimethyl sulfide in the air, and as a consequence, you will get less cloud. And less cloud means less rain. And it's as simple as that. And the other thing... The other reason for this as well, and Celeste will know about this, is you have the uh, huge complex of microwave towers known as HAARP, H-A-A-R-P. In fact, there are 16 of those now on the planet, and they have the capability of moving jet streams. Now, Jet streams, uh, weather systems, they are around five, six, seven, eight miles up, and they travel around 200 miles an hour following their regular path, and they are part of the Earth cycles. Uh, and it's part of our seasons that we know we're going to get sun one time and rain another. But when you affect the jet streams, and you only have to affect them by a very small gradient, just one or two degrees. Because as they're traveling around and around the planet, just if you move them one or two degrees, by the time they've been around the planet a few times, um, it, it's a bit like if you're in a spaceship and you're aiming for the moon and you're a couple of degrees off. By the time you reach the moon, you're several hundred miles missing where you want to be. And once you change the jet streams and they interfere with the mountain uh, jet streams and, and everything else, all, all of the cycles that go on on the planet, right up to the rock cycles, when you start interfering with those, you're talking about several hundred years to 
repair it, to try and put it right if it can be put right. And a part of this now is that uh, we are not, and there may be other reasons, but we are certainly not producing the rain that we need to furnish all of the plants on the planet that we need. And when you don't get rain, you get overheating, you get dryness, and you have fires. It's as simple as that. Um, okay, Barry. Um, with that, though, it, it's it's fascinating to me that the, under uh, President Obama, uh, he uh, is very, very much pushing the UN Agenda 21-2030 program uh, and a lot of false science, but part of uh, his administration, they actually classified CO2 as a uh, a pollutant and in fact without co2 our planet would die uh you know immediately and uh we are one of the lowest levels of co2 uh in uh the planet's history and we are now at a point where uh frankly if we start to reduce co2 uh, to lower and lower levels, it's going to have a huge effect on our on our our whole ecosystem for the world. Isn't that true? No, yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, there is more than one thing here, um, but you are absolutely correct. I, I, I might just add that um, the information that I and is it Celeste has? Yes, Celeste. Um, the people like the president and the prime ministers. They are usually ring-fenced. You can never, ever get the information you want through to them. There are organizations in the world. Um, you're not going to kill everybody on the planet. But what you are going to do is you're going to produce a lot of super-rich people. And they are going to have super-rich places that they will live in, and they will have their own private armies. And the rest of the world will be kept, uh, if this keeps going on, the rest of the world will be kept with various food or medicine shortages um, because of the, the environment changing. The, the super rich will always survive and they will always be there. And the surplus population, they can be actually controlled. If that is the way that um, everybody wants it to be. This is a. I gave a lecture on um, China that, um, and I, I don't don't want to start a civil war there. But when you look at the microwave concentration in China, it is virtually concentrated solely on the Muslim areas. Um, and that isn't the only country I know that has a certain population of a certain religion or certain uh, generic public where they are receiving um, an overdose of microwaves as opposed to the rest of the population. And they can certainly be used for that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I uh, certainly I can understand that, and I uh, I know how they are working against uh, so many different. Uh, well, let's face it, today in the world we live in, they are slicing and dicing and separating and causing humanity to mistrust and hate one another. And uh, in the process, the manipulation is incredible. And uh, that's how they're keeping basically the humans separated enough where we don't identify who the real uh, enemies of mankind are, and they're frankly the handful that seem to be in charge of many of these programs. There is, um, there is, and there are things that can be done. And uh, I mean, you and I and Celeste and everybody else doing these programs, uh, we are making a difference. But uh, one of the differences which uh, I found almost accidentally, I write uh, and publish uh, research papers and, and give lectures around the world like anybody else. But one thing I've, I've had recently is um, the world religions. The world religions are actually standing up against this. And I have had, uh, in my little house here, I have had um, people who translate research and they go back to their countries and then they, they give out the information that I'm giving out. Mm-hmm. But the religions are now, in order to protect their people and their religious communities, they are starting to stand up against um, all of this irradiation and death. So, and I was recently told that um, one of my papers that I, I had published on the effect of microwaves on the first uh, six weeks of pregnancy, um, that has been translated now into 84 languages and I've gone to 84 countries to protect the ladies in those religions from uh, being microwaved. And this that that you brought up is a very very poignant uh, point you've brought up there, Um, because when you look at the world, uh, and I've been around the world, three times now, lecturing. When you look at the world, and I, 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 I'd like Celeste to have an, an opinion on this. Um, I hope I'm saying her name correctly. But, um, I'd like her opinion on this. But um, 42% of the planet, the ones I've listed, America, Canada, uh, the UK, Australia, New Zealand. Three. To connect to customer service, press zero. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I think I just lost Barry. Uh, oh, no. Celeste, please type in, as, as you have in the chat, because I was getting ready to uh, uh, read that to Barry, because I would like to make this. This is one of the... <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish so much that we had uh, you two together on a microphone because this could be a fabulous discussion. If you wouldn't mind, uh, go ahead and respond to what Barry was saying, and I'm going to uh, drop off for a minute, shut off my uh, uh, microphone here and try to get a hold of Barry again. Okay, sounds good. Right, so, I, uh, so Barry mentioned about the atmosphere. So there is this program that uh, was designed to terraform the earth to make it inhospitable for all biological life. And so not only has the UN declared that carbon dioxide is a pollutant, they have also classified oxygen and nitrogen as pollutants. That's why the whole big Dutch farming thing was going on. What was it this year or last year? Uh, because the farmers wanted to use nitrogen and most farmers do use nitrogen. So uh, I'll tell a little story. So here in the Midwest, they were installing these huge tanks and um, why are they? Why are these big tanks being installed under these thousands and thousands of acres of, of farmland? And I so there was this uh, webinar, and I don't go to many webinars because I've got a plate full. And so I went to this one. It was called CRISPR on the Farm, and you can actually go and listen to it. And it was two scientists. One was in Europe. One was in America, and they were talking about stripping Earth of its atmosphere and putting it in underground tanks. Now, how are they going to accomplish that? What they were doing is using the synthetic biology plants. And quite frankly, right now, there's hydrogel, quantum dots, everything synthetic biology. It's in the air. It's in all our food, and it's in our water system. So everything is contaminated. And they grow exceedingly long roots down to these tanks. And what is their function? So in synthetic biology, it changes the function of the plant from food to be to suck out the designated UN offenders or pollutants. And that is oxygen, CO2, carbon dioxide, and um, also the nitrogen. So that's what they are doing in our neck of the woods. And quite frankly, that would be devastating for all life on Earth because many people are prepping. They've got their houses, their gardens. They're ready for as many disasters as one could be ready for. But if we don't have an atmosphere, if we're like the moon, quite frankly, unless you are living in one of those underground bases, which is what I think the, that they're trying to do is provide an atmosphere under our feet uh, for military bases, for government installations, that type of thing. And Barry also mentioned um, about the different frequencies affecting the different organs. I'd like to direct everybody's attention to do two Air Force documents. And the older, the better. So if you're going to look this up, uh, get the oldest one that you can get online. I think it's about 84 or 85. It's an Air Force manual on dosimetry. 
And in that manual, it actually tells this frequency if you want to give somebody a heart attack, this frequency if you want to give somebody a stroke, this this frequency if you want to affect their immune system. And what Barry said was very true. So when I did the proceedings, the first very details that we heard about Havana syndrome, um, two days, well, I, I wrote all weekend and then on Monday, then on Monday, um, and I was, well, it was actually Tuesday, uh, I was hit with a direct energy weapon. So it, it, it literally painted in, I could see them painting my lungs with frequency. And I thought, am I seeing this in the spirit or am I seeing this in reality? And I'm, I think I saw it in both. And I kid you not, I, I was healthy. I was on a two hour conference uh, to Europe and I went up after I managed to get through the conference because they hit me on the top of the head with this weapon. I went upstairs, I went in bed with all my clothes. An hour later, I have full blowing COVID. They literally painted by frequency, almost like painting, you know, by number, um, COVID right into my body. Well, Celeste, uh, that, that, um, that is pretty amazing. Incidentally, I did read uh, to Barry uh, what your comments were on the chat line, and he said, absolutely, totally agree. But anyway, uh, 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 Barry, uh, you're back on. We lost the connection there for a short time. But uh, please finish your thoughts and then maybe uh, respond to some of the things that uh, Celeste was talking about. And uh, while we were off, uh, actually off air trying to get reconnected, uh, Celeste was talking about how she could actually detect uh, that she was being painted uh, by uh, infrared technology and given COVID, uh, she could feel it happening. And with, within an hour of the time she felt that, uh, that process happening, she actually had COVID and was sick as a dog within an hour. Yeah, um, one of the things they're using, um, you, you'll need to write this down. One of the, the ways they're doing it, it it's called the Miluin precursor of Tala. It's B-R-I-L-L-O-U-I-N, and then the word precursor. And what they can do is they can send... Uh, in one second, uh, 10, 15, 20 gigabytes um, directly at you uh, in, in the first second. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's using the, the 5G frequency, but it's called the balloon precursor. And it, it, like, like your lady said, you know, um, it, it is virtually instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Barry, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Celeste is uh, nodding her head as you're talking about the Brilluan pre- precursor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very familiar with that, and uh, she said that's exactly uh, exactly what she was talking about. 
all I was saying before um, was that um, the, the with the the five eyes countries, uh, um, at the moment we are suffering more than the rest of the world. The rest of the world that I know, because um, in China, for instance, just as an example, in China, if you have had, if you're a lady, and you have had intercourse, uh, unprotected intercourse, and you are not wearing an apron, a lead apron, above your, over your uterus, um, you go straight to jail. So they are very concerned, uh, the Chinese, they are very concerned of the uh, danger to pregnant women, which I wrote a paper on a couple of years ago. And um, they, it is a criminal indictable offence for any woman who's had intercourse uh, and does not wear an apron. And there are similar areas that I, I've heard of in the Soviet Union where they are also protecting their uh, citizens. And what you are having, and I, I'm not very knowledgeable on this, maybe Celeste could actually come in on this, but it, it seems to me that you have the, the Indonesians and the Chinese and the Soviets, they are protecting their citizens or the ones they want to protect, whilst we seem to be going down and allowing us to become sick and die. And that's going to lead to some instability on the planet. And I'd like Celeste, if you can, uh, to comment on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Celeste, uh, go ahead. Uh, please comment on that, and uh, uh, we'll go from there. Okay, so uh, I just, my take, because I have a biblical worldview, is that, you know, especially like the United States and most of the Five Eyes are considered Christian countries, maybe some variations of it, but pretty much Christian country, and that we have walked away from God. And because of that, we're under judgment. And because of that, um, just like the Assyrians and the Babylonians and others, um, you know, are, and, you know, Rome, in the, at Rome at the time of the early Christians, um, they, the leaders kind of went a little wacky and um, basically we are being invaded and there's different forms of judgment and that includes pestilence. It includes you know, sterility, different types of things happen when you walk mm -hmm. away from God, when your your foundation is to be a godly nation. It's a different matter if you are in a country that has never claimed God or Jesus Christ, but it's, it's different for us because we claim God, we've, we've built our country and our laws and our culture on it, and then all of a sudden said, said uh, we don't want you. So I think it's a form of judgment. Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, Barry, um, 
Celeste just mentioned the fact, and she is um, very much a, uh, a devout Christian lady, but uh, she mentioned the fact that um, uh, so much of this uh, has to do with uh, the occult uh, and, and uh, actual attempts to, to uh, destroy our society and our Christian culture. And uh, she's, she asked me uh, on the chat line, she said, please ask Barry what he knows about the link between directed energy weapons and uh, witchcraft and uh, certainly uh, uh, Satanism, things like that. Well, not much is the answer. Uh, anything I've come across in that direction um, is the the, the uh, can I can I just say that I am with Celeste? Is it Celeste? Her name, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, um, I am with her um, uh, in the same religious um, frame of mind, um, but uh, it, it's it seems that which, when we talk about witchcraft and devils and uh, there are evil people, but they are evil people that have doctorate PhDs, and they turn the they turn the good research uh, into bad research. Mm -hmm. um, whatever it seems to be invented to help people, they can get hold of it and manipulate it. For the opposite, for the opposite um, reason, and um, I, I think whatever name we give them, uh, they are highly intelligent, highly motivated people with um, their own ends that they want in mind, and uh, there, are, there are many, there are many groups uh, around the planet that do want to take over the planet. Um, but, uh, and I think, uh, they are certainly not stupid and, um, they are sort of keeping level with us or keeping ahead of us with their technologies and their clever people. Yes. Okay. Um, and, uh, Celeste said, uh, she, she would, uh, uh, like to give an example, uh, of what she's talking about. So, uh, Celeste, go ahead and, uh, Tell us, uh, you know, your example of what you're talking about. Well, I think I actually talked about this at the Red Pill. Um, so my first real experience with, um, there was a Boeing jet that was made of um, graphene. So it could go invisible. It didn't really go invisible. It was just playing with light. It, it was autonomous. It did not have a, a pilot in uh, the cockpit, and it had um, a payload, which is, so it was sent over to the Australian wild, wildfires in December of 2019. Now, why would they need a payload if they were going to, you know, help the Australians out with this um, wildfire situation, which is interesting now when we think about it with the fires in Maui and the fires in California. Mm -hmm. I think the chickens have come home to roost, but I digress. So I'll go back and what 
it also had two programs, one called Geomancer, one called Spellbook. And what this jet, <clears throat> excuse me, was actually doing is casting spells upon the people and the territory of Australia under the cover of their wildfire situation. So, of course, everybody was concerned about the wildfires and nobody was pay paying much attention about this. But what those spells and curses did is they mixed with the indigenous pagan culture, uh, uh, religious beliefs, and it created basically the perfect storm. And so in January of 2020, when COVID hit, what was the country, almost the worst tyrannical leaders? It was the Australian government. And mm -hmm. I think that the, it was a precursor, that it was set up to put these spells and curses on the land and the people and probably the leaders. And so that when COVID came in, um, it it was very tyrannical. It was very brutal, brutalized the people. It made no sense. It was very absurd. So um, that, that now the chickens have come home to roost. This Boeing autonomous jet comes back to to the United States. Its name was the Valkyrie. The, in mm -hmm. Old Norse, that is the chooser of the slain. And now it's back here, and now the United States is having fires. Um, so you, and we've got leaders that, I mean, we just don't understand. We kind of shake our heads like going, why are they thinking that way? But as you said, Barry, um, very um, articulately, was that these direct energy weapons can influence anyone, the behavior, the thought patterns. So you might think somebody's your best friend and they might turn on a dime. And many of us have seen that um, over the last few years. And that could be one of the things that, a result from direct energy weapons. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Well, uh, Barry, uh, just so uh, you know what Celeste was talking about, she mentioned that there is a uh, an aircraft that was uh, designed and built like by Boeing, uh, our you know major uh, jet manufacturer, and it's actually. Uh, made to be invisible. It's uh, graphene using, uh, I'm sorry, graphene is the uh, primary uh, mechanism to to uh, make it invisible. And yeah, uh, I know how that works. Yeah, okay. And, and she talks about how they sent that uh, airplane over to Australia during uh, the uh, wildfires that were going on there in 2019 and how it impacted, it was used to, uh, again, uh, shape a lot of uh, the attitudes and the opinions and things over there. Um, it had no other purpose. It was not fighting fire or doing anything like that. It was just there and uh, overflying the area. And she said, now that uh, Valkyrie, uh, jet plane is back in uh, the United States, but that right after that wildfire, the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic came into being, and uh, as a result of that uh, pandemic, they actually 
Australia became one of the more draconian influencers in the world on the way that the pandemic was treated, the uh, isolation, uh, you know, the mask mandates, all the other things, they became extremely draconian. So did uh, New Zealand, incidentally. And um, uh, she said that that was uh, very likely a result of uh, that Valkyrie plane being over there earlier in the wild so-called wildfire connection anyway uh barry please uh come back on uh, i can agree with that um there are uh, a few metallic oxides uh, that, that, that the plane and release that will induce rain or uh in one part of the country so it doesn't go to the other part of the country um but um, I, I totally agree that uh, the invisibility of the plane, um, I have read the stars behind that. <laughs> Can I just break off just for two seconds? I know we've still got a little way to go. But mm -hmm. um, is the left going to come over to this country at all in the near future? <laughs> I'd like to be able to give her all of my research. Well, as a, as a matter of fact, uh, Barry, I will uh, give... Uh, Celeste, your phone number, your contact information, and I will give you uh, Celeste's uh, contact information uh, right after the program. And uh, I would highly, highly recommend that you continue this uh, discussion. You'll absolutely love visiting with her. She's a, a, a brilliant lady. She is so easy to work with, and she is so uh, dedicated to this cause, just like you are. That would be nice. Thank you. Okay, Barry, let's uh, go ahead and talk a little bit more. You were talking about how uh, they are affecting the uh, biology of the earth through so many of these uh, microwave programs. It's affecting our forests. It's affecting uh, wildlife. It's affecting a lot of things. From the south plane, as soon as the left uh, said that, I, I thought that it, 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 it's very difficult to prove, but it's very, very simple to do. Um, is that I gave this as an example when I, I was in the United States uh, in, in a, a trial, a court trial there, and uh, I used this uh, in court as evidence of the harm that can be given uh, with what Celeste has been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not difficult to research um, a, a particular bacterium or a particular virus and find out when when they're dormant and when they can spring back to life uh, as an easy explanation. In, in this country, um, grave diggers, when they dig down, they, they come across the the what what was known as the the plague or the black death the bubonic plague mm -hmm. and it is not unknown for grave diggers to suddenly develop this plague uh, because the microorganism has been woken up by a certain frequency of light and it has gone back into action again and 
they can lay dormant for hundreds of years at a particular frequency and make them spring back to life. And they can be genetically engineered. And it is not beyond the world, the, the reason. It, it, it's not beyond any simple reasoning that um, a self plane could go across. And, and this is, I gave it in evidence. If, for instance, I wanted to take over the United States. Uh, bank up the United States and make myself uh, several billion dollars at the same time, all I have to do is uh, breed the bacterium or the microorganisms that will cause uh, wheat rot or put a mouth in the cattle or both. Mm -hmm. I can fly across the United States, the great wheat fields, which are the food baskets of the world, I could fly across there, I could release the spores over the wheat, I can release the spores over the cattle, I can come back, and at the appropriate time, I can, using heart, I can, in a very simple geometry, I can bring the spores up to life by putting the same resonant frequency that they are tuned to come back to life in. And I can deplete your entire wheat field. I can deplete your entire cattle industry uh, because the spores will spread in the wind and by birds. And at the same time, if I want to, I can grow these in my own country, and I can say to the world, well, America can't do it wheat anymore, and can't, certainly can't give you your steak. Um, however, I've got them, but I've increased the price 200%. Who wants to buy it? Uh, and I can make billions out of that. It is so simple. Uh, and this is the danger we have with uh, irresponsible people um, or really bad people um, using microwaves to do great harm. But mm -hmm. it's perfectly feasible. Oh, yeah, very, very. Uh, makes perfect sense, Barry. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Celeste had a, another comment. She said, please uh, talk about uh, what you know about uh, infrared-directed uh, energy weapons. Oh, yeah, but infrared, um, it, it's only at the very edge. Uh, there, there is a part of the spectrum where infrared and microwaves uh, cross over. Um, because it, it, when you go through the electromagnetic spectrum, uh, you, you don't have sort of a, 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 a straight line mm -hmm. where this, electromagnetic wave stops and this one starts, uh, there is a graduation. And infrared can also be part of microwave and the other way around. And it is possible with that um, to change with, with the infrared uh, and the microwave, but even just with the infrared, it is possible to uh, 
with the molecules, it is it, possible to either bend them, so you change the shape of a molecule, and you can change its rotation, and you can also change its orientation. So you can actually change the whole chemical outlay of a structure uh, using infrared and or microwaves. Uh, you, you can you can you can destroy or change the the uh, the, the, the molecules, and um, some of them are so close to other diseases uh, that it, it, it would probably be possible uh, to produce a pathogen uh, from something which is harmless by changing the molecular structure uh, because some of them are only sort of one protein different and uh, I'm quite sure that a group of academics in your top university given funding in, in six years uh, could come up with quite a lot of uh, changes that you could make uh, to molecular structures mm -hmm. so um uh, you, you can. I know you can certainly change. To answer to that question, you can certainly change the uh, the the bending or the shape of the structure, and this has quite bad effects because a lot of them they fit where they need to go in the body, like teeth, because you need a set shape for it to go into the molecule it's supposed to go into. So if you change its shape, you are obviously damaging anything that needs that structure. Uh, the rotation is very, very similar. Um, and the orientation, if you change that, uh, they, won't, they won't go there either. So uh, you're changing the entire molecular structure. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, which which can be done it and that's by bringing in the the infrared. I, I, I did an experiment on that um, twenty years ago, but but you can mm -hmm. you can certainly change the, the, the structure of the molecules. Well, uh, Celeste, even she said this is called uh, cell painting, um, and that technology and uh, makes sense. Uh, in fact, there are. Uh, a number of people that uh, feel like the uh, uh, Twin Towers uh, coming down on 9-11, that uh, some of that was through uh, that infrared technology and uh, directed energy weapons, and that uh, actually the buildings themselves uh, were influenced that very way. It was literally the structure of of the metallurgy of the buildings and the concrete uh, were affected by that. Absolutely. And um, I went to a demonstration at my university got, uh, probably 30 years ago, certainly in the 80s, um, 40 years ago. I went to a demonstration where infrared was being used instead of light and instead of microwaves. You had an infrared beam, and provided there was uh, no obstacle between the transmission and the receiver, 
and you could make the infrared move or act the same as microwaves and the same as light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, they all travel at the same speed. Right, right. Uh, the, the, the benefit with microwaves, of course, is that they they will go through brick and most substances uh, apart from metal, uh, whereas um, infrared uh, won't penetrate very far. Uh, infrared, uh, to my knowledge, won't penetrate as well as the microwave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, um, Barry, would you, um, um, we had a, a question from our, uh, one of our, uh, listeners or viewers, uh, describing scalar weapons and, uh, your thoughts about them. Theoretically, it, it is possible. Um, the, the word scalar is actually a misnomer, um, because in SI units, a scalar unit is, is harmless, like a measurement, like an inch mm-hmm. is a scalar unit, uh, or, or a kilometer is a scalar unit. Um, it, it is the opposite to a vector. But in in this description, the, the scalar is actually a vector which has force. And um, with the uh, 16 half devices that we have around the world. Um, we're going into uh, quantum physics here, which um, which is a, a special subject of mine, but um, there are particles that uh, in quantum physics, and the only way for them to exist is that they can exceed the space of exceed the, the speed of light um, and you, you have what is known as which has been proven entanglement quantum entanglement and quantum tunneling and it is possible for uh, subatomic particles neutrinos they can pass through the entire planet Mm-hmm. And not interact, not interact with a single atom. They can go in one side of the planet and come out the other side of the planet, and not interact with a single atom. They they can interact, but with their speed and with their size, which which is minuscule compared to an atom, and the fact that. of an atom is nothing but space. And when you get to the nucleus, it's the same space. Uh, It's possible things to pass through the entire planet. Now, once you've got subatomic particles that can pass through the planet, and that is right through the core of the planet, which is a, a molten metal, once you've got that can go through the core, um, it is also possible to one of two things. Again, with simple geometry, you can send a wave through the planet where it can reflect off the core 
that the same as um, all electromagnetic waves can be reflected against a new barrier or a new boundary. You can send waves that can reflect off the core and come back up where they would be received and then sent straight back again. So what you have is your, it's like bouncing on a trampoline where every time you put energy in, the wave gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And what you can set up is what's known as a standing wave. And it's how brass uh, instruments and violins, it's how they work. Uh, you set up a vibration inside the instrument, then you have the standing wave, which is made bigger and bigger and bigger, and that is what gives you your sort of tone. Mm -hmm. So you can set up standing waves inside a planet. You can also set, send standing waves directly through the planet, through the core. Mm -hmm. And Again, you only have to have a reflector that can reflect them back, and you can then send the same wave a little bit extra at a time, um, and the wave will build up. Um, it will build up into bigger and bigger and bigger standing waves, and what you can do then is when you have got the wave at the, the size that you want, um, what you can do is you can then redirect it to anywhere on the planet, uh, any school child that, that mm. can use a compass and a protractor would work out the geometry. You could send that standing wave to another part of the planet. And what, what people don't understand, and the, the, the listener who who sent that in, um, that is a brilliant, brilliant question, and well done to whoever it is. Um, what you can do, when you send a standing wave through soil, mm -hmm. soil becomes a liquid, it mm -hmm. becomes a fluid, and this is why when buildings collapse, uh, the ground that they are on turns into a fluid and they become top heavy and they start to vibrate in the fluid and they sink and the vibration moves into the building and you, you get your uh, earthquake. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the ground and the earth is fluid. And if you want to do this, if I wanted to a country, if I want to, to say to this country, um, I don't like what you're doing with your nuclear power station because you are you are refining plutonium, and the only reason to do that is to make an atomic bomb or a special type of bomb, uh, and I want you to stop. And they come round and say, well up yours with, with it's our country, we will do what we like. It is theoretically possible, mathematically 
and physics. And it is theoretically possible to send a standing wave to the soil that this uh, power station was built on and start earthquake. And it wouldn't take very long. I mean, we're only talking a minute. You, you could spend enough energy to do enough damage, uh, especially with the art construction uh, and what they're put out is uh, you could send uh, an earthquake there that would bring the whole power station, nuclear power station down. Uh, in fact, you can bring any particular building in the world down if you wanted mm -hmm. to, and you can start an earthquake anywhere on the planet you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very definitely. Well, that's uh, that's solid information. Um, would uh, someone had, I guess it was Celeste, uh, uh, ask him if he's concerned about uh, strangelets going into the core of our planet? Uh, of course, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the term of those, uh, those little um, particles that are uh, travel faster than the speed of sound. Uh, uh, so what are they called? Uh, neutrinos. 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 There are different types of neutrinos, uh, and there are other particles as well, but they they have been proven to exist mm -hmm. um, with um, uh, entanglement. Um, I, I, I'll explain those in case people are confused. Quantum entanglement is an uh, this has been proven in the laboratory, but uh, it is, like all quantum physics, it is incredibly difficult to understand because um, anyone, any professor working in the field of quantum physics, um, if you say to them, do you understand it, they will shake their head and, and say no. Uh, we know what it can do, but, but nobody can understand it yet. But quantum entanglement is, if I, if I had a, a particular structure in your office, where you are now, and I have an absolutely identical structure here, I could make this, I could change the I could change the atomic structure in the one in my office here and at the same time, instantaneously, at the same time, the same thing would happen to the structure in your office. And to do that, you would exceed the speed of light because the speed of light would take... Um, uh, one seventh of a millisecond, but this would be instantaneous. So um, I could do something here and I could cause this, exactly the same reaction on your side of the planet instantaneously. Mm -hmm. That is quantum entanglement. So, and they're working on this because you can do something one side of the planet and cause the effect the other side of the planet with 
theoretically nothing traveling between them. Mm-hmm. Because people will say, well, you can't travel faster than light. Um, but it, it's happening faster than light. And the other one, uh, quantum tunneling, is uh, a little bit more simple to understand if you are religious. Um, and you can believe in the afterlife uh, moving through doors and walls and visiting people. But quantum tunneling is where, uh, again, an energy can move through a physical object. And again, it will move at a given speed, but there is nothing you can do to stop it going through you. Mm. So you can send, uh, you can send an energy beam in with, with quantum waves and there is nothing they will not go through. And depending on what you wanted to do with this beam, uh, you would try and have it interact with whatever it was going through. But the, that is the basis of quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And it is possible now to play games with the planet and have things occur somewhere else on the planet uh, without you leaving your chair and just by pushing a few buttons. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And there are uh, so many things going on today in so many different levels of uh, not only quantum physics, but uh, other, you know, defense industry uh, programs and things that are trying to manipulate our entire uh, planet and our cultures and everything else that we're literally... Very rudely, I'm not bad on that. Very quickly, because it wanted a question answered about putting something in the core, the metal core. Oh, yeah, she she says uh, concerned about uh, a strange that's going to the core of our planet. Um, Again, theoretically, that can be done very easily. Um, But it's a very, very dangerous thing to attempt and to do because um, the... That the core of the planet uh, recycles the planet. Uh, we have volcanoes, and the magma comes out of the volcano, and it is very rich in minerals and iron ores and everything, and it spreads itself over the planet. And through the rock cycles that we have, uh, we actually have rock cycles where the mountains are washed down, they sink down to the middle of the planet, and they come out in volcanoes again. Uh, You have these cycles, and they may be hundreds of thousands of years in in the making. (laughs) But if you're going to start interfering Mm. with the middle of the planet, you are going to interfere with the rock cycle, which which affects the water cycle, which affects all of the other cycles, the life cycles. So in fact, you're going to affect every single cycle on the planet. And once you've done that, uh, you you won't put it back. And um, 
whatever you found that, that will go into the core of the planet, um, uh, there is a reason to be very, very scared if that's what they are going to interfere with. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, Celeste said in... Uh, what you're talking about is, uh, you know, basically the butterfly effect. I mean, we, we, uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that we are doing things without, uh, understanding the totality of the consequences of those actions is absolutely insane. I agree. And, um, As I say, the the only way we're going to have to stop soon. um, Ten minutes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, the 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 only way I know of um, uh, stopping this is if one of your listeners and 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 I have tried this. I think eight times and. When it works, it is spectacular. Um, but the only way I know, and Celeste may know other ways, but the only way I know that that will stop this is if one of your listeners can, can find or get the authority to go to a royal person or a leader of a country and say, you want to listen to this person over there or Celeste, um, you need to listen to this person. And uh, when I have been, it's happened, I think, eight times with me, and I have got into a country, I sat down with a royal or the leader of the country and said, this is what your scientists are keeping from you or these people are keeping from you, this is what is going to happen, and you are the only one that can stop it. And I have known uh, a prime minister um, stop it and change everything that same day. And I have known other people start to stop it. But the only way I know is for somebody to get to left or me or both of us, to the president. And actually, um, when I go, I lay down the truth. Mm-hmm. I have all the documents, all the secret documents, and I say, have you been told about this? Has anybody shown you this? And the answers are always no. And by the time I've done 15 minutes, uh, you can see the theme with anger coming out of their ears that who they've been lied to. Uh, but that is the only way I know to get it stopped and to get it changed. Well, uh, and, and that's why it's so important to have programs like this one, Barry, where we actually uh, have the opportunity to present this information in a format that can be archived, and then hopefully we can get to the right sources with this information and actually have uh, have have some traction from it. Yeah, um, you see, uh, I mean, the one thing about myself and Celeste, uh, what we have is we have 
crew. Um, before I, I gave a talk uh, to one part of um, our organize to our government here, I had before I was allowed to speak uh, the Secret Service that the top of the police Secret Service Department they they went through every single day of my life from day one right up to the present day and they insisted without my knowledge they did their own research and they published every single day of my life what I was doing where I was who I was working with and they they published my degrees my qualifications everything and they then published it <laughs> but it, the good effect that I and Celeste can have is when I go to somebody, I can put this down and say, my police wrote this, um, here is my CV, everything I tell you can be proven, here are the documents. Uh, with, with Celeste and I, we, we have providence. We can prove who we are, we can prove what we know, and we can prove we have the documents. Um, and there is nobody that can come up against us and say you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. When, um, when when you have the documents that you have, and and as you say, uh, Barry, you. Uh, you have a lot of the military, a lot of the intelligence, uh, different levels of documentation. I know certainly uh, Celeste is, uh, basically has much of the same. Um, I, I will uh, certainly connect you uh, folks together uh, off air uh, so that um, you, you can uh, uh, communicate back and forth. And I'm sure that Celeste would be thrilled to death to have uh you know your documentation to add to the things that she's done and i think you would probably find a lot of her research to be uh quite incredible as well i i, I totally agree we're going to have to stop doing i'm starting to get the cramp here <laughs> well, uh, thank you for being our guest. Actually, Barry, that's fine. If you want to uh, uh, go ahead and hang up, I'll finish the last five minutes or so with Celeste, uh, and then I will uh, make sure that I get all of uh, your information uh, transferred back and forth, and uh, I'll look, look forward to uh, getting back in touch with you later. One thing I do... Um is when I'm on air, uh, I, I have nothing to hide. I always give my home address and my home phone number. Okay. Uh, if uh, if you want to do that, go ahead. Once you've, once you've got those select details, um, could you just put them in an envelope and post them to me? Yes. I um, can. And with, with your details, and we'll see if we can't, uh, in the near future... Uh, your listeners can phone in with questions, and we can do this again. Okay, I th I think that uh, that would be wonderful. It... Can I? I'll just go over my address. Okay. Because um, it, it helps a lot of people in the world um, who can't have access to me, um, and this is one 
township in Africa, um, they actually club together to buy a single stamp and post a letter to me here, uh, which got to me. And as it happened then, I was able to go there and get their transmitter taken down. Uh, so it, it's nice when people like that can, can get hold of me. I'll, I'll give you my address. Okay. I'll say it slowly. It's number three, and then up in the bunch, number three, flowers, F-L-O-W-E-R-S, and then meadow, M-E-A-D-O-W, and the village is Liverton, L-I-V-E-R-T-O-N. The county is Devon, E-E-V-O-N. And the postal code, which is just letters and numbers, the postal code is C for Tommy, Q for Quebec, the number 1212, the number 6, U for uniform, and P for Papa. So it's Three Flowers Meadow, Liverton, Devon, CQ12, 6UP, and of course, um, you have to put UK there. Mm -hmm. And my telephone number from overseas, it is, I, I don't know where the zeros come in, but it's 44. Four. Is it zero, zero, four, four? Or, um, zero, zero four. from here would we'll do it zero, one, one, and then uh, four, four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's that. And then once you've got that, it's one, six, Two six one six two six eight two one zero one four. What? Okay. Uh, uh, what is it? Yeah, one six two six. One six two six eight two one zero one four. Okay. Okay. All righty. Well, uh, Barry, we're out of time, but uh, thank you for being our guest today. And uh, I look forward to uh, uh, getting back in touch with you and having uh, future conversations very, very much the same as today. I'd love to um, get more connected with Celeste. She's a very lovely lady. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to thank you for your courtesy, sir. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. It's been an incredibly enlightening discussion, and uh, I look forward to having you back on sometime very soon. Okay, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All Okay. <laughs> I I think we... Uh, oops. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, Lord. <laughs> what a technological challenge, but uh, what a what a nice gentleman, what a brilliant man. Uh, obviously, this has been a great discussion. Celeste, uh, I apologize for uh, you know not being able to make this a, a two-way communication. I will try to figure something out so that at some point down the road we can do this. Uh, have this conversation with Barry as a, you know, a three-way communication. Uh, and I apologize for that. But obviously, uh, you kind of uh, uh, reminded me what an incredibly knowledgeable person you are.
and uh, what uh, some of the complex areas that you deal in. And all I can say is that, wow, I need to, let's, uh, I'll talk to you right after the show. Let's see if we can do a whole program together where you can do your videos and uh, all the information that you want to share, because uh, obviously you, you uh, are exactly on the same page as uh, is, is, uh, Barry Trower and probably uh, is knowledgeable at, at, the, at the same time, maybe even uh, throw in some wrinkles that are a little bit different than Barry's used to dealing with. Well, I think next time what we should do is definitely there were some suggestions that we cover some solutions for this direct energy weapon. Um, obviously, if quantum entanglement uh, can go through anything <clears throat> other than prayer, uh, there's not much that's going to stop it. But for direct energy weapons, there are some things that we can do, and they're very practical. They're very affordable. Some don't cost you anything at all. So maybe the next time we can talk about some, not only the problem, but some of the solutions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll be uh, in touch with you right after the show, and we'll uh, set up a, a time on the schedule that works for you. Uh, I'd love to have that conversation again, for sure. Uh, way, Thumper, Thumper, thank you for hanging in. I've got to uh, give you kudos because I, I know what you were doing. You were hanging there with the phone and, and doing that, and his audio was coming through fantastic. Uh, it's going to make a great uh, a video uh, that is going to be available on my Thumper 14 Rumble channel. Uh, and uh, Celeste, uh, <laughs> you, you were a champ. Thank you for uh, you know dealing with it the way you did. You were awesome. And the subject matter, I got to tell you, the chat was absolutely enthralled uh, with uh, the information coming out. And uh, this show definitely needs uh, 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 a round two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if if we can maybe make the, the, the technology issue a little simpler, we'll have to we'll have to concentrate on that. But uh, there may be some some way I might be able to interact with that and 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 make that technology issue a, uh, a little less troublesome. We'll, yeah, see, we'll I, see what we can come up with. Well, for sure, I would love to see the interaction between uh, Celeste and Barry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, that is essential uh, for a, a really, really uh, interesting discussion. And, you know, I could, I could, kind of hang in there and do it with uh, chat and so forth. But the, the reality is, is that uh, that interpersonal relationship is so important and he never did even hear uh, Celeste's voice. I couldn't get that to come through. I tried yeah. everything and I couldn't get it to work. So we'll, we'll work this out. We'll get the technology ironed out. Uh, Celeste, again, you're absolutely wonderful lady. I uh, thank God we've got you here to be part of the solutions and part of the information. And all I can say is that uh, uh, we, we have got some real serious uh, things to deal with here, but we have knowledgeable people that uh, are helping to um, basically outline this whole process and let people know what's coming and let them know how to deal with it. And Celeste, you're right. There are some pretty simple solutions to a lot of this. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> oh, by, by the way, I think I got it figured out. What we need is a headset for a telephone. 
for a smartphone. Yeah, you know, it fits over, yeah. the, over the speaker and then another little microphone down by the, uh, you know, the output so they can, uh, they can hear both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's, I think we'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's see what we can do because this is, uh, it's not going to be the last time this happens, uh, obviously. And uh, I would love to have that two way communication, uh, you know, because we've done that in the past. I wish Barry, I'd, I'd send him a long distance card if he would just use it, you know, yeah. and, and call in. That would be the, the key. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll send him a. Uh, UK sponsored uh, long distance card, and he can call in. There you go. And then he can get a, he can get on uh, hyperdrive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would be a wild conversation. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely, well, hyper, definitely hyperdrive stuff. Hyperdrive stuff, and uh, you know, since you're the new Art Bell, uh, <laughs> there's no question about that. I don't All know right, about well, that, but. Again, thank you, Celeste, and uh, thank you for being so uh, understanding and stepping in because I was panicked. I didn't know if we were going to be able to pull off this conversation with Barry, and uh, you were so gracious to come on with us. And uh, But let's see if we can do another one of these that you get full blast, and I'll just turn it over to you because I know you had a bunch of videos and things you wanted to show, too. Yeah, but this was riveting. It was a riveting conversation. And when you have two people on the same page, it Mm -hmm. really, there's that synergy that is there. And so I just really feel blessed that I was able to, that you rescued me from making my chicken pot pie. Now I have to go back to, (laughs) now I have to hurry up, get it done because I'm on air this evening. So, All right, well. Uh, you you were just absolutely superb, and thank you again. And uh, I uh, I think that uh, digga 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 Dan is on and ready to go with his podcast. So uh, Celeste, thank you again. Our listeners, thank you again for joining us for connecting the dots, and join us again uh, next Sunday for connecting the dots. From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas Oh, from sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say
Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land